The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is The Ashholes. Each week, they smoke a different cigar, sometimes the same cigar, but mostly different, and they give their honest impression. They always assign an official Ashholes rating to that cigar. So, pull up a chair, light up, relax, be an Ashhole too. It's very rewarding. Broadcasting live from the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This is the Ash Holes Podcast. And today we're talking about the cheapest way to get into the cigar industry. With us today, we have there Aaron. That was Aaron right over there. Mm-hmm. I am Dave. Uh, Ed is away. <laughs> he is in Nicaragua. Um, he is in Nicaragua right now as yep. we speak. Uh, not at the factory yet, but he's at a hotel uh, waiting, and maybe he'll jump in. Uh, we'll see. I don't see him on the chat box yet, but maybe we'll get lucky. And um, we have uh, Chrissy on the wheels of steel over there. G'day, Bundled g'day. up. She's cold. It's free. I sit by this window all day. It's very yeah. cold. <laughs> and has it been cold? It has. Oh, Those yeah. that are tuning in for the first time, I don't know if you saw what the weather was like in uh, in the New England area, especially New Hampshire, where it was uh, 15 below zero temperature. For two, the days. Rec- two days. Two days of awful. Yeah. yeah. But now it's not yeah. bad. You know? Yeah. It goes into the 30s. And with, yeah. you know, it's, it's supposed it's to be 45, on Friday. Yeah. You know, 45, 50 degree jump, yep. uh, but still uh, yeah. freezing as it is. So uh, let's light up a cigar and uh Certainly not what people have been doing outside this week, but um, inside yeah. it still works. Yeah. So today we're going to light up this Street Taco Carnitas, and uh, the cigar is made in Nicaragua. It's a 5 by 50 with a Connecticut, uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler. Uh, the single price on twoguyscigars.com is $8.19. You can get a box of 16 for one fourteen. Ninety-nine, which makes them seven eighteen dollars each, and you can find it on twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. It's funny that Ed is away the second time we've done a street taco this year, which he which <laughs> wow. he loves. In a, in, yeah, and he loves it, and he's yeah. gone. So uh, unfinished foot, meaning yeah. um, the tobacco that's at the end, uh, instead of trimming it off, they tuck it inside of it. Yeah. Uh, typically, I don't like that because it makes, uh, especially driving in the car, yeah. you burn yourself with it. And it uh, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, Canitas, what does that mean? It's like a diced, sliced up pork, meat, right, isn't it? Meat, pork, yeah. Uh, yeah. Meat, anything, it's just chopped up finely. All right, they do. Little meat, I think, would be carnita, yeah, technically. Like Carnage yeah. meat or beef. So this is part of the street yeah. taco yes. thought process. Yeah. And uh, you, you'll you see more of that from the folks at Rojas. But um, let's give it a light, and uh, I'll, I'll jump in on this. It's time to light our cigar. Uh, brought to you by Perdomo Cigars, the hottest brand in the land, a company founded on quality, tradition, and excellence. And let me remind you, uh, we need uh, the Ashholes way of testing a cigar. Mm. One draw, that's the law. 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 It's brought to you by Abuelo Cigars. You're going to live under my roof? You're going to play by my rules, Abuelo Cigars. And I'll say before I draw, the uh, cold draw was kind of a, like a light honeyish taste, kind mm. of a, a little bit of sweetness. Yeah. I was about to say, did I have a slight stroke or did we do a cold draw? Mm. There we go. I mean, it could be so, We're just very excited to I'm get g- it. I'm up. glad you, you, you did it because I didn't, so I yeah. missed it. Yeah. Well, I'm not getting, um, 
I'm, I'm getting a bite in the tongue. Mm. Mm. What do they call that? A pipe smoke against tongue pipe bite? bite. Tongue, yeah, tongue bite. Yeah, yeah tongue bite. Pipe right bite. Pipe in the head. front and right. Yeah. But you know what? I always like Connecticut wrappers that have a little zip in the beginning or in general. Spice it up a little bit. And I, I didn't say this before when you were talking about the unfinished fit. What I like about the unfinished fit on this, unlike other ones, it was very clean. Yes. yes. Like it's, it's not Neatly scraggly. Packed. Yeah, it's still neat. They so tucked it, it in neatly. And it, it didn't cover the whole. You exactly. Know, so. But just trim it off, right? Yeah. Just finish yeah. it off. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Leave everybody. You're not going to take success away from it because it's very successful. Box of 16, very odd. Yes. Um, but makes it uh, easy because you said that was slightly over $100 a box. Yep. So you say, oh, let me get the yeah. whole box, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, for, you know, what, under $10? Yeah. You know, to have a really boutique, you know, quality stick. Pretty good. Yeah. On that one draw, it definitely presents as like a more of a powerhouse. It, it mm. presents like it's going to be a seven or something. It's got that kick. This is a soft box press, literally pushed into the, into the box of cigars so it has a little shape to it. I, I don't think it's meant to be. Yeah. It's meant to be a round cigar, but uh, pushed in the box. And this is how, when box press started, it was really pressed because it was stuffed in the box. Yep. I think that's what you have here, too. Lots of smoke output. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is actually the first. I've heard a lot about this brand, but, you know, this is the first one I've actually smoked. Of so. any street taco? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, so uh, pleasant start. Ed, who's not here, he's, uh, he's a regular on, and, and bigger yeah. boxes. This is a box of 16. This would be a piece of cake for him. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know how, what his feelings are if he likes it. I'm just yeah, looking to jump on. We got somebody from Canada on there, but nobody from Nicaragua. Not, not yet. Rudy, though, right? <laughs> no, it isn't. It's Fernando. I wonder if he knows Rudy from Canada. <laughs> and there's only a few people. They all know there, each right? other up there, right? I yeah. thought that's the way it works. Uh, yeah, spicy on the on the Very straight spicy. down the, the tongue mm. uh, in the center part. Um, like if you got a red hot fireball and you left it on your tongue yeah. for a long period of time, it's like bitey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe it's me li- like looking into the marketing part of it, but like it's remind because it's all street talk. It is reminding me of hot sauce. Oh, you know, hmm. almost like that kind of hot spice. Pepper, yeah. All right, spice. all right. So, yeah, so, I know it's not it, obviously, yeah. but <laughs> uh, maybe we gave you a prank one. We just maybe. Put it in. All right, so far so good. Not uh, Chrissy, not overpowering for you. It's okay. No, it's- that tongue. When he said hot sauce, I kind of do agree because it has that weird tongue. It's lingering. Yeah, like 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 something spicy. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of like tip of your tongue, kind of yeah, a salty. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so there's a lot of ways to get into the cigar industry. You can become a brand owner. You can be a shop owner. You can be a factory owner. Um, to do it right, uh, it, it could cost you a fortune to do any of those things. Uh, Dan did it much cheaper, um, and we're going to look at the path um, of different ways that he did it. I became the shop owner. That's how I got into the cigar business. Uh, and, I, you know, honestly, I, 1985, I started with a partner because I couldn't do it alone, but it was $6,000 and 6000 for my partner. But what a slow, slow climb at <laughs> $6,000 each. Um, knowing today what I know, I would tell you, you need in excess of $300,000 to become a shop owner, um, to set yourself up for success. Uh, and I'd say success in the, in the next, um, three to five years, which is how long it takes to, um, start showing a profit in it. So, um, 
There's other ways to do it. You can become a, a factory worker. You can work in a factory. Nick Melillo, mm -hmm. that's how he started yeah. in the business. He, he worked in a factory, then became the blender. You know, he didn't start being the blender. It started working in a factory, which is very odd. It's interesting right. to talk to him of getting started that oh, way. Yeah. Um, you can become a cigar roller. Uh, you'd have to learn how to do that. And, then, and you could do it even in the United States and, be, and <clears throat> go around and do uh, rolling events and things like that, a mobile cigar um, store. Um, you can um, work in sales at a cigar store. And uh, that's one way to get started. I, I highly recommend it if you were ever considering opening yep. a cigar store. Don't just open a cigar store. <laughs> go to work in a cigar no, store live and live it for a while and, and see that it's maybe not what you thought yeah. it was going to be. And we did that with Sarah, uh, who had wrote into the, sh into the Cigar Authority mm. show before, and she said she's interested. I recommended that's what she should do, and then she got a job working for me. Um, and um, she's around every once in a while, but she's trying other things at the same time, which is, uh, you know, highly recommended to do, as opposed to if she put everything, yeah. put herself in debt and everything, and then Oof. learned after a year, right. this isn't the right thing. Especially yeah. it would have been pandemic right after she, right. Said, yeah. she jumped right, right into she it. Oh, she would have been ruined. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can go um, be a company rep, represent uh, a company in their cigar brands and go from store to store and learn um, through that and you get paid from them to do it but you have to actually get hired so you better have some sales experience behind you and know what you're doing and know about cigars. Uh, you can become a broker, and a broker and a sales rep is a different thing. A broker works for themselves, and a broker will represent different cigar brands. So we'll have a handful of cigar brands, and they get commission only, which means they're running their own company. They pay for their own car, their own gas, their own insurance, their everything. own everything. And that costs a lot of money because at the beginning, you surely are not making the amount of money coming in as going out. Yep. So keep that in mind also. You can go into marketing for cigar companies, uh, lots of different things. And that takes me to Dan, who um, got into the cigar business how many years ago? It'll be 10 years in September. A 30-year-old. He's 10 years in the business. So he started before me. I started at 25. You started at 20 years old. 21. So I'll be, yeah, okay. turn 21 in April, yeah. Okay. Or uh, 31. Too, all right. So. So, so how does it start? What did you do first? So the uh, first thing I did is I logged on to Craigslist looking for a job. And I got a job at the local tobacconist, the Humidor Smoke Shop in Rhode Island. Um, and you went in there cold? You didn't Cold. I needed a job. Summer was over. My summertime. Why a cigar store? I wanted to actually get a job at a hookah bar because that's what I was mostly smoking at the time and still do. Yeah. Uh, but there was nothing available. And then I saw on Craigslist there was the ad for the store. And it, it was, didn't sell hookah. No, uh, they sold the tobacco, but they didn't, you know, ha it wasn't like a bar. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was 10 minutes from my house. They had a location 10 minutes north and then 10 minutes south. And then one in Newport, which was 20 minutes away. So I was like, oh, okay. And I just went in. I already, I'd always seen this building, you know, growing up because yeah. it's in my town. And I was like, oh, I'll go in there, get a job. And, and they hired you. They hired me. And you said, I don't, I don't smoke cigars? I don't no, I said I like cigars. Okay. You did, know? did you? Did yeah, I did. I mean, I didn't smoke a lot. Yeah. Then, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. As a person who's hired people, 
Um, mm-hmm. they, you know, do you smoke cigars? Have you ever had a cigar? Oh yeah, I love cigars, blah, blah, blah. And they lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then we go yeah. through the process of, you know, oh, here, here, have a cigar. You want to have a cigar? Right. You watch them cut it. You watch them light it. Yeah. Here's say, how I hollow well, it out. What's, yes. <laughs> what, what's funny is, and it, it, I guess it eventually came full circle. I actually bought my first cigar there. Which was a Monte Cristo. Okay. When I was eight, 18, so a few years earlier. Okay. So I, you know, I'd smoked the like call brand, nothing okay. consistently. But yeah, that's how I started. And did they train you? Yep. All yeah, right, they, so that's the great news about mm-hmm. working at a cigar shop, that you're going to actually get paid to be trained. Exactly. So that certainly doesn't work uh, on a lot, of other th- a lot of other aspects of this thing, that you're going to uh, you become a broker. You're going to be paying and paying and paying mm-hmm. until right. you build a business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so th- th- good first call, I would say, no matter yeah. what thing uh, you wanted to do. Um, um, Nick Melillo, who I said... Um, he ended up going factory. Uh, he did work at a cigar shop yeah. first. He worked at the owl shop, right? Right. Yeah. So he worked in Connecticut at a cigar shop, traveled the world, ended up in Nicaragua, yeah. and ended up getting a job. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns into uh, right. becoming a blender and then starting his own company. Right. And uh, there's some success. But if you look at it, you look at somebody like him, it was a 20-something year process oh, yeah. of what it is. So you're the perfect person because you went through a lot of it. You ended up working um, there for how long? I worked there for a little less than two years. So I managed their two satellite stores in Newport, Rhode Island, and then... Uh, yeah, uh, so. But you didn't start as a manager. No, I started as a clerk. Yeah. So... So you were doing the right thing, and they said, okay, yep. we're going to move this guy up. Yeah, to I mean, well, people. you know, it was... Uh, there wasn't it wasn't a big business in terms of you know employees. So like, I was pretty much the full time guy in Newport. So by default, oh okay, I, you know, I'm okay. The manager, you, you work know. by yourself. Yeah. All oh. right. So I oh, yeah. listen. I started a lot of years by myself. That that is a tough gig. Oh yeah. Um, totally by yourself. You're in the store by yourself mm-hmm. all the time, and there's nobody to blame but yourself, right? No, no one to blame. No one to watch the door for you if you got to use the bathroom right. or go grab lunch. Yeah, yep. you build character then. You should do. <laughs> yep. you, you, yeah, you you tra- you train your bowels. You yeah. train you. You become a yeah. camel. You don't drink all that much water during the day. Yep. yep. And I and and what was good about it, honestly, though, too, is I spent a lot of my time on the phone calling the other stores and asking questions. Okay. Because I would say, like, if you're going to take the path of getting into the business by going into a store, go to a go work at a store if you can. That's been in the business for twenty, thirty. The store I I ran. Or, and work for their business, I think, coming up on 60 years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there's a lot of history. There's a lot of stories. And, it, you know, it teaches you a lot that way, too. Yeah. And the, 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 listen, the pay starting out in the cigar shop, shop isn't a lot. But, again, you're getting paid to be trained. Yep. And it costs a lot of money to train yep. you. Uh, and it ends up working out. So you go there. You're there for two years? Yep. Just about two years. And then what? Then I went to – well, in that two years of learning and, and training – I realized, you know, there was this whole business within the business. And Correct. I was like, oh. Where do you want to go from you there? You know, and I was like, oh. But Some you- people think the opposite. That I'm going to work in a cigar shop. Where, where did we go from there? Right. Oh, no. This is the be- yeah, it can be the it beginning. Can, it was just like the light bulb went on. I was like, oh, I'd like to, you know, be on the road and see other stores. Because and, you saw the other reps coming yeah, in. Yeah. And I saw it was like, oh, this is a cool job. Or like, this is a cool business. Because it's like, I came from restaurants where... Nine out of ten people who walked in were miserable. Mm. And I saw people coming into the stores. Nine out of ten people were happy because it was their passion. It was their hobby. Yes. It's like, i got to be around more of this. All right. So that's interesting because a lot of people think the job of a cigar rep 
or a broker is unbelievable. They sit around all day and smoke cigars and go see people. <laughs> it's not. So you take the job with Christoph. Yep. Yeah. So I, I went, yeah, I worked at a store in New York for a brief period of time. Just, uh, Dude, some more learning. It was yeah. a bigger store, bigger exposure. Then, yeah, I got the job with uh, Christoph. And it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, or what? Or I mean, it was great. It was a great experience. Yeah. But you know, it's you got to be a special type of crazy <laughs> to be a rep because yeah. to enjoy like sitting at Applebee's by yourself a couple nights a week having yes. dinner on depending on how big your territory is. Yeah. Like, it's not that fun. Right. Right. There's parts of it that are excellent. Sure. Sure. And and you know. Possibly having brands that are hard to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the um, take nothing away from Christoph, but it certainly isn't Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, you're definitely not. You know, you're not an order taker. You yeah. know, when you work for uh, anyone but the the big four companies, yeah. right? You do have to go out and hit the pavement and you know, my try to sell, get more exactly. in the store, try yep. to get the brand in the store, right. sampling, sitting with yeah. them, getting nose. Yep, yeah, and being being cool with that, and just keep plugging away, and then you know, a lot of guys like. Like myself at the time, my territory was all of New England and all of New York. So that's a lot of windshields yeah. too, you know. And and I liked it; it was great. But you know, it wasn't for me forever. But it was an, I I call it my summer abroad. It was yes. like uh, I was there for around ten months, and I went back to New York and back into re- retail man- managing again. Yeah, because the tough thing I've always said this about being a sales rep: it's versus like running, managing, or owning a store. Being a sales rep is like playing Jenga. Every year you build this really cool tower and it gets knocked down and you're penalized for being good at your job because mm. you have to meet those numbers the next yes, year. Yes, that's true. Whereas a store owner, sure, you still have to meet those numbers, but you can add and build. And, yeah. and it's like playing with Legos. You can add new things or take stuff out. And they out. may not have added any brands. Right. So there's nothing to add mm-hmm. exactly. except build your territory, yep. build your territory, whip, 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 and keep going. And, yep. Um, and that was as a representative of the company, not a broker. Correct. Yeah, that was an in-house company. sales rep. Yep. Yeah. Ever think of that brokerage part of it? No. You it, know, there's too much. I mean, and I, I kind of re- did some stuff for this thing, looking at all of my expenses. There's a lot of expenses, even when you're an in-house guy and you're getting health insurance, you're getting yes. some benefits depending on your company. Brokerage, you're paying for everything. everything. You know, there's no... And, and imagine being a, a broker in New England... In January this yeah. year, with this cold weather that happened, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you right now, business is terrible, yeah. <laughs> as, as I expect it to be terrible, right. but um, my, uh, I work for a company, yeah. and I, I get paid anyway, which is okay, but if mm-hmm. you're a broker out there, oh my God. And you got to get out and hit it. And and to for the broker to come in and say, Dave, buy a lot of cigars you don't need from me right now. <laughs> I need to make payroll. That's what yeah, I need to make. There's no I, base salary. Yeah, I got to pay the, the electric bill, the, the heating oil yep. bill for this cold weather that's here. So mm-hmm. uh, you make hay when the, when the sun shines. Then you jump ship. You go uh, to Altadas, which is a big company, yeah. but with a whole different uh, thought process here. Right. Yeah. So I went back, yeah, I went back to management for a few years, yeah. uh, four or five years. And then, yeah, I went to Altadas because I, and, and, and I talked to you, I was like, do I want to open my own store or go the corporate road? And I decided to go um, work for Altadas. And because it would cost you too much. Exactly. Right. So, yep. to, you know, I'm, I don't want to talk out of school no. here or if you finance and stuff, but 
you know, what does it really cost to open a cigar store? And mm-hmm. I told you, you know, to start up right, you're going to be close to a half a million dollars. Right. You know, because I was thinking, like you said, you know, you started, what, $6,000? Yes. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just start. I have all the knowledge. I was like, I just didn't, you know, that's the downside of being under yeah. 30 and having because all Because you still got to pay the, the rent. Yeah. You got to still pay that. So. I, I for three years I kept a night job, right. disc jockeying mm-hmm. at nighttime. Yeah, I'd get the money, good money I made, mm-hmm. and I'd bring it into the store. Yeah. and put it in the cash register because I had to pay yeah. bills. Right, and boy, you get sick of working all night mm-hmm. every single day <laughs> and putting it in there and losing it. Yeah, and you go, what am I doing here after right. three years? What am I end up doing? Yep. So one day I had to say, okay, I'm going to pull the the bandaid off. And I'm just going to quit that other job, right. and I'm going to sink or swim here at this mm-hmm. point. Cross my fingers. Oh my God, I yeah. ended up making it. But oh my, t- yeah. to do it day one, right. you're bound to lose. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you talk about you know the cheapest way or the most economical way to get in the business. I knew even with knowledge, it was probably going to be a financial mistake for too many years. So I'd rather just go to corporate, and I did that, and it was it was great because it's now. It was. I was in the marketing team and being able to work with some of the biggest brands in the industry. Right. And be able to do all that, and then yeah, when you work for a corporate company, you have the corporate benefits of you know bigger packages. Yes. And, you know, and see how that operates. You jump ship. You go with uh, United Cigar now. Yep. And not all that easy. It's not <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Right? No. Nope, no. Nope, but it's it's fun. It's it's yeah. great because you know. Romeo has been around for a long time. I mean, H. Upman started in eighteen forty-four. You guys put the Romeo uh, Baba pole out, yes. Which you know, you talk about gimmicky, and I'm a big guy <laughs> into gimmicky yeah. stuff. But the the Baba pole comes out. I go, imagine Romeo and Juliet. Like if if Padron put a Baba pole out, you'd be like, oh what God. the hell's right. going on here? So Romeo puts it out. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. and sold, sold all out. of it. Yeah, wow. sold all of it in the first day. I mean, it was it wasn't <laughs> even unbelievable. It wasn't even available. Crazy. And they sold it. And it was it was amazing because I'll be honest. I was a person in the office. I don't know, guys. <laughs> and to the uh, brand director's credit, uh, Gabrielle, she she was like, "It's going to work," and it did. It so. did because you know, if I said, if you came to me and said, "Hey, United will make a bob pole," and yeah. go, "You're out of your mind." <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even pitch one. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even pitch one. Right, right. You know, and uh, but no, it was great. And again, it's. Learning and having a safety net. Good. All right. Why don't we uh, take a break now? We'll come back and we'll do our top five delightful news and the weekly six pack. Only Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive mouthwatering flavors of the Corojo 99 and the Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you will experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf different than any other tobacco in the world. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. Hello, cigar aficionados. This is Klaus Kellner from Davidoff Cigars. I invite you to taste the elements with Davidoff Escurio, Nicaragua, and Yamasa. From water comes originality. 
savor the sweet and spicy originality of the Davros Escurial tobaccos born by the rains of Bahia, Brazil. From fire comes intensity. Enjoy the bittersweet aromas and fiery intensity of the Davros Nicaragua. From earth comes complexity. Taste the earthy flavors and complex spices that are unique to the red soil of the Yamasa region in Dominican Republic. Only Davroff Master Blenders could take the power of nature and blend it into a range of exceptional cigars, each element making each cigar a unique experience. Water, fire, earth, flavors that have risen from the very world itself. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Davroff Cigars, cigar adventures to a wider world. Looking for a mild cigar? Don Rafael is just that. Solidly constructed, and it offers up a mellow experience that holds a ton of universal appeal. This is just one of the reasons for Don Rafael's enormous success. Looking to get your friend into smoking cigars? The Don Rafael cigar is absolutely the right choice. The brand originally set out to outdo the competition, but for the price, there is no competition. You can't beat Don Rafael. It outsells them all. Don Rafael can be enjoyed any time of the day, all day, and cigar after cigar. The Don Rafael has a smooth, mellow aroma that will not linger. Draped in a seamless golden brown Connecticut wrapper, Dominican long fillers, and a Dominican binder complete the blend. Expect earthy notes with some hints of cedar throughout. And as far as quality everyday blends go, for a mild cigar smoker, it doesn't get more satisfying than this. Remember this, Don. Don Rafael. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There are Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what you do expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take a journey. And we're back live in the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in San New Hampshire. We're smoking the Street Taco Carnitas, and we're talking about cheap ways to get into the cigar industry. And if you want to send us an email, it's theassholespodcast at gmail.com. That sounds like you didn't get any emails this Not week. this week. Nope. That's why. I just heard it in his voice yep. that in case you want to send an email. Because, Come on, uh, people. Send us an email send us an or something email. we can talk yeah. about. It's part of the segment. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, ways to get in the cigar industry without costing you a fortune. Um, and, and Dan was mentioning during the break, uh, there's more than just finance that it, it would cost you. It can cost you your relationship and your life also. Uh, somebody that's, that's a traveling salesman and is a young man, yep. here you are driving around uh, in all of New England and New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get home much. And unless you pick up a girl at the cigar bar, that's your only shot that you you possibly had for a one-night stand because you're off the next day. Uh, It's tough. And and look at even manufacturers that really grinded. Rocky Patel comes to mind. That Rocky Patel is 62 years old now. Mm -hmm. And he never married, never had children. Mm -hmm. And he even said it to me. He said, you know, I blew it. I wasn't able. I was just so hard grinding the road. Just didn't take enough time to end up doing it. Mm-hmm. As luck would have it, I did. Uh, but a lot of people, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. that becomes the, the problem also that you're grinding so hard, there's no time, no downtime. Yeah. And we're in a basically male business. Right. So yeah. it's not like you're going to bump <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you're not co workers. <laughs> yeah. Co- yeah. Especially like if you're uh, either on the road as a rep or a brand owner where you have to be present. You I mean it? It really is a lifestyle. They say like you're eating dinner by yourself at Applebee's. It's right. Like, you know that's part of being on the road is you're giving up you know certain things yeah. to be successful. So you get to smoke cigars all day long, and yeah, and then you're by yourself at the end of the thing, and it's yep. lonely, or the or the three hour drive from New York here, yep. looking at a windshield to go to the next store that tells you no way. Yep. Um, uh, there's media, cigar media, which is another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry, for instance, Barry Stein on the Cigar Authority, he started as a blogger, and he would just write blogs and then got uh, got in a partnership with a cigar store later on, gets picked up by Miami Cigar, and ends up doing uh, marketing and stuff for, for them. Later on, coming to a cigar, working at a cigar store for a short period of time, and then coming to two guys and put him in on twoguyscigars.com, yep. uh, where he's been for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Went to a cigar bar mm-hmm. and met his wife. <laughs> yep. and that's so it does the, happen. It, it happens, but yep. it's a tough one, boy. Yep. Um, Mr. Jonathan did it. Uh, he's a disc jockey as, as I was and coming in the cigar store all the time, um, doing uh, an event for me. And then saying, do you want a job? And gets a job here while he's doing other jobs and then ends up liking it so much, ended up staying on. Uh, and uh, on to the Cigar Authority. And, and, right. and Didn't he on quit there. the Cigar Authority at one point? He did. He <laughs> yeah. did. The person that hasn't jumped in is Aaron. Yeah. Now, Aaron <laughs> was a customer and here watching the Cigar Authority on a regular basis at the time. We put the ash holes together, and he was the only one that showed up to come see the ash holes, and then <laughs> getting into the ash holes at that point. Um, but I haven't seen any play on you to say, mm-hmm. okay, I want to go further. I want to be in the industry somehow. <laughs> it, I've considered it, yes. but I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, because it usually happens that if you're around this industry long enough, you want to get in. Yeah. And, and maybe it's best not to. I'm not saying it's the best thing. You, everybody should jump into it. Right. But it seems to be you hang around long enough at a cigar shop, you want to get into the industry. Yeah, I think so. Because I think a lot of people probably have the same light bulb I did of like, oh, this is like a whole thing. It's not just like, you know, this pastime that I just you know, occasionally did at my buddy's barbecue. It's yeah. a whole business. I mean, I don't Ed know. retired and now he's kind yeah. of yes. more into it. You know? Yeah, and he, he, he's in Nicaragua and, yep. and, and <laughs> as, a, as a retired guy. And yep. And yeah. on Facebook, right? Yep. He's on Facebook right now. Yeah. Do yep. you have anything to say? Just hello. 
All right. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. Hi, Sounds Ed. like good. He's in Nicaragua <laughs> listening on. And uh, we're smoking a, a great cigar in honor of him not being here. This is the Rojas Carnitas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Street Taco Carnitas. Yeah, I think last time we did the uh, Barbacoa, I think it was called. Okay. The Sumatra oh, too, yes. Finder. Yeah. 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 That's Chipotle I, meat to get, by So the way. a very full flavored. Yep. A lot of, I mean, yes. a 10 on full flavor, mm-hmm. but it's not all that strong. No. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a perfect thing when people can't figure out what is full bodied and what is full flavored. This is full flavor, but not yet full bodied. Mm. So Absolutely. don't be afraid of it because I'm a, a wimp when it comes to uh, very strong cigars. Full Thank flavor, yes, but uh, not, not bad at all. So we don't have anything in the mailbag, but get those uh, letters to us so we have something to talk about. But I have something to talk about. I made a Dave six-pack this week based on uh, what we're talking about, getting in the cigar industry. And my first cigar brand, because I'm a brand owner, that I ever created was Dos Ombre. And I have the first one, which was the Honduran version of Dos Ombre, the first one I ever did, and I did this with the Aroas mm-hmm. back in 1990. Wow. And uh, the brand still exists today. Big seller. It's only a store brand. It's the Dos Ombre Honduran Toro. Um, it comes in naturally in Maduro, and you get one of each. They are $4.39 each if you want to buy them. Um, then I started the company United Cigar, and I made a brand called United. And... Um, the Churchill Natural and Maduro, they're eight ninety nine each. We're having one of each of those. And my first distribution deal ever was with Selected Tobacco. Then mm-hmm. I became a distributor of Selected Tobacco. That's Atterby Byron and Bandolero. We're going to give you two Bandolero Picaros. They're sixteen sixty nine each. So if you were to buy that all together, it would be $60.14. You can have it for $49.99 if you go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com. On the search bar, write Dave's, because this is Dave's six-pack. It'll pop up, and you'll see it there right now until next week. It'll be gone. Uh, And while they last, $49.99, I had something to do this has something to do with all my aspects in the in the yeah. cigar business right there. So um, I had written this before, but I'm yeah. looking at it now. It makes a lot of sense to me that yeah. uh, it is for this show, $49.99. So that is it. And right now it's time for the Top 5, brought to you by 5-5 five five Cigars. Aloha. Today's Top 5 is brought to you by 5-5 five five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, the medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavor blue label. Series 5-5 five five has it all. 5-5 five five equals the perfect 10, and that's what you get every time. The only thing better than a 5-5 five five cigar is two of them, so you can share with a friend. And now, here's today's Top 5 list. All right, today's top five list is the worst five states to start a business. We're talking about starting, so we're going to tell you the top five states, the worst. And it's based on the business environment, the access to resources, and the cost associated with doing business in that state. New York City. No, surprisingly not in the top five. That'd be tough. uh, Number five uh, is my home state of Rhode Island, which... Notoriously is always on one of the worst places to do business lists every year. So Wow. So that's because it's a small state. It's thickly populated. What? Uh, high tax. It's not very mm. corporate friendly. Most people, I think, you know, the only big players there are CVS and Hasbro. Okay. In terms of corporate. It's mostly tourism. So 
in terms of economics. You would think of Rhode Island as tourism, but yeah. Well, people yeah. love going to the islands, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of islands, but yeah, they're the main one. Okay. But uh, number four is New Jersey. Uh, again, another Northeast state on here, but yeah, mostly New Jersey people go do their business in New York, right? Probably, yeah, or Philadelphia, depending on our business, tax yeah. free, right next door. So, all right, number three is West Virginia, and I can imagine that has to do with the business environment and the access to resource, unless it's cold at your right. need, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, another New England state, Connecticut. Wow, so New England, Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey and Rhode Island. Yeah. It's because Connecticut closes early. I drove, by, I drove yeah. through it once at like 8 p.m. and nothing was open. Yeah, it's probably the same thing like you said with New Jersey. It's next to New York City and yeah. everyone just commutes in. It takes all the air out of their balloon, right? Yep. And then number one, uh, Alaska. Oh, Alaska. Yeah. No surprise. <laughs> I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. And as a, side, as a side note, number one place to do business, Utah. Hmm. Number one place to do business is Utah. Not certainly not if you start alcohol. There's only one cigar shop in Utah. That's right. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Not good for a cigar shop. The the tax is really high. Wonder why it would be really good. Um, uh, maybe if you're a Mormon, they do business with Mormons, and if you're a Mormon, to do it, or no clue. yeah, some corporate tax deal or something. I don't know. Florida and Texas were two and three. That makes sense to me. But Utah, number one, I yeah. don't know. You know where I thought you were going to go for number one would be Delaware. Yeah, because every corporation that's right is based out of Delaware, whether they are or not. Yeah. Not everyone, because <laughs> I have a corporations <laughs> and they're not. But they have a PO box there. Yes, yep. mm-hmm. because it's it, it's financially better to do yes. in Delaware. It's the Cayman Islands of US. yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have my bell. I'd ring the bell on there. Yep. Absolutely true. So very, very interesting. Now, Ed is not here today, and we have to do a top fi- a um, delightful. delightful news. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's going to take I've it. I've got it, yeah. Are All you right. tired of the news claiming the end of the world? Everyone run for cover! Mayday! Are you sick of turning on your radio and hearing things like this? Code Red, duck and cover! You're all in danger! Well, I think it's time for some delightful news. Brought to you by Cuban Delight Cigars. How delightful. Today's delightful news is that a mother and son graduated the same from the same university 20 years after pledging to each other that they would graduate together. Oh, wow. Uh, a Maryland mother and son have just graduated from the same university almost two decades after a pledge the pair made to complete their degrees together, which... I mean, one of them was dragging their feet, clearly. Uh, Emmanuel Patton, 23, graduated alongside his mother, Carolyn, who's 63, last month from University of Maryland Global Campus in Adelphi on the outskirts of Baltimore. Emmanuel graduated with a bachelor's degree in administrative, uh, public safety administration, blah, 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 blah. Basically, when Emmanuel was in kindergarten, he uh, said that, to his mother that they were going to graduate together. So he was apparently holding her back and keeping her from going to school. <laughs> this is why I don't do delightful news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> says, I brought it up several times over the years, especially when my sister got her bachelor degree. Um, I told my mom, it's almost time. We can get this done together. And so they, they worked. Uh, they, you know, Encouraged each other, pushed each other along, and they both graduated. There we go. That's great. So remember the movie Back to School? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rodney triple, Dangerfield? Triple Indy? Yes. Yeah, triple Indy. Yes. Yeah. Back to School. Oh, yeah. Uh, I could never, my God. I could <laughs> never. Well, yeah, I that jump is it. insane. I barely did it anyway, but... Yeah. <laughs> And in your school thing, you, you never had a child in their in their father in the same class or anything like that. No, no, no. I mean, they're yeah. high school, high, highest grade. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You talk about cost. I dropped out of college to keep 
Doing the cigars. Really? Yep. Beauty school dropout. Well, I didn't even go, so yep. I, I knew better. Than I didn't really go that much either, So, but I, I was enrolled. And, and, <laughs> and you still have to pay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have, um, oh, yeah. What do you call that? Uh, student debt. Student debt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem I had. I always had a problem with debt. Really mm-hmm. bothered me. Yep. And to get into debt and not knowing if I was going to come out of it. I mean, it's a good aversion to have. You, know? yeah. you don't to, want it. <laughs> imagine to, to get out of whatever it is, and then you're, you're below zero at that point mm-hmm. of yep. you, you owe. Yep. Where, you know, having a cigar store, I have $6,000. Okay, I'm going to put it in. We're going to try a cigar store. At least I'm at zero. Right. But to come in below yep. zero and then try to dig yeah. out, it's yeah. so hard. What I've always said, though, you know what? If someone had told me, knowing what I know now, you know, pay this amount of money and you're going to be able to do what you want, that's what I did. So I, I got lucky. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but. All right. And, and again, never finished the degree, so you can't even use it on your resume? Or oh, I, I use some stuff. Yeah. You know, I, you, you just, you, you can put it on your LinkedIn. You just don't put your graduation year. <laughs> oh, I studied know. this. There, yep. there's, there's tricks to it. <laughs> All right, it's time to review this, and I'm I'm uh, pleasantly surprised. This is my first time smoking mm. a cigar too. I believe it's possible I had a sample of it at a trade show or something. If I do, I don't remember. But uh, I am I, I don't want to give it up, but I am pleasantly surprised. Right. Yeah, okay. I got my number. Okay, um, I gave it a ninety. Uh, it's Got great flavor. I did have a little bit of a like a soft spot issue, uh, but it did correct itself, so that kind of brought it back up again. But uh, yeah, lots of flavor. Yep. Decent cigar. All right, what do you get, Dan? I gave it a ninety-three. Wow! Because it, first time out of the gate it, for you. It, yeah, well, yeah, it threw me off because I didn't know what to expect, and it was very interesting to smoke. A lot of flavor. I, I am a Connecticut guy, so I'm biased. I love Connecticut's to have a lot of power and in terms of flavor and this did yeah barry stein would say not your grandfather's connecticut yes and i I will agree that has so full flavored uh but me and chrissy no problem right no no, i actually really like this yeah very good i'll give it a 92 okay of uh i'm very pleasantly surprised eight dollar cigar really good box of 16 really good Mm -hmm. for a box purchase and you and you get discounts on it so uh we have a winner we have a winner here. Yeah, this is this deal. is really nice. Uh, congratulations to Rojas. Um, interesting. Here's a guy that uh, started in the cigar industry, getting a cigar factory mm. in Texas of all places, right. uh, and now he's in Nicaragua. But he started off in a, in a rough start of grinding in the United States, yep. um, and then putting a factory there. And yeah. uh, still a young man. Uh, watch Rojas, a, yes. a young man, growing, uh, growing, growing, growing good. So uh, it's Sullivan's on the Facebook. He's just starting his tour, um, and he will not be back for the Cigar Authority on Saturday. Chrissy, you're going to join us. I am. Saturday on the, on the big stage. On the big show. Same I've exact, done it a few times. Yeah, same yeah. exact stage. <laughs> yeah. But Ed Sullivan will be back next week on the cigar, on the Ash Holes. Right. He'll tell us about his trip to Nicaragua uh, and his Perdomo factory tour. And uh, we will talk about the big event mm. that we will have revealed minutes before. Yes. Because mm. on next week at 2 o'clock yep. Eastern, um, right before the Ashole show at two o'clock Eastern, we're going to do a press conference, me and Dan, and tell you about this big event that's planned, and you need to hear it. You do, and uh, I can't wait to talk about it. And I find it very interesting of doing a press conference <laughs> on an event, <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're going to do it and see how it goes. And I think it's going to be big, and you can chime in to us um, live on that um, 
Yeah, it'll be on our, 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 all our streams. So. Yeah, so that'll be live, and then we'll talk about a little of that uh, afterwards and yes. see, see, see how well it went. So that is it. All right, until then, you've been listening to The Assholes, broadcasting from the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. We will see you next week. Guests or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.